In my opinion, the Emmanuel brothers are really the top of the tree when it comes to Australian guitarists. As a kid, I regularly saw them on TV and I was amazed at their abilities and also their sense of humour, the obvious love of what they were doing and of each other. Tommy in particular is a massive influence on my playing and the career and legacy that both these incredible guitarists have forged continues to inspire me. I first met Tommy when I was 15. Tommy was living in the northern suburbs of Sydney at the time and the guy I was getting lessons from was getting lessons from Tommy. My guitar teacher snuck me into a pub one night in Epping to meet him. It's been a while now, but at one stage we talked quite regularly and he actually knew my name. I doubt he'd know me anymore. That's fine. There's no reason why he should. It was pretty cool to go and see him at a concert and then have Tommy say, Hi Scotty, after the show in front of others. Now I first met, Mill when, uh, first met Phil when I was about 20. He was playing in a small club. And although we had a brief chat, we didn't reconnect for another 10 years or so. When I was in my late 20s, I released my first CD. I'd spent an awful lot of money at the time to buy a Roland digital recording desk. And I had aspirations of running a recording business with it as the centrepiece. I have done that at times, even though that Roland desk is long gone now. And in the future, I'd love to have a proper studio set up once again. That's another story for another time. The CD itself and the quality of the recording, well, it was okay. Some of it I listen to now and I go, that's good. Some of the playing I listen to go, that's good. Some of the playing I listen to, I go, that's awful. And why did I ever release that? I'm much more skilled now, both as a player and as a recording engineer. I have one copy left from that original attempt. And yeah, some of it really does make me cringe, as I said. My early attempts at recording, mixing and mastering were interesting to say the least. I'd sent this CD out to everyone I could think of. Now, as often is the case, I didn't hear back from too many people. If you're a musician sending out promotional material to clubs, agents or even record labels, um, you know, try not to get discouraged. It can be really hard but you've just got to keep throwing stuff out and see what sticks. The agents that did reply to me generally told me to forget it, that no one was really interested in just my guitar playing. One agent, the lady that I called, or started calling my fairy gig mother, Narelle, called me to tell me how much she actually loved the CD, but she had nothing at that time she could offer me. Now, I should make a lot of mention of her in another, another podcast episode, to be honest, because she ended up bending over backwards to trying to find me gigs, and she gave me a lot of work as an instrumentalist. We'll talk about her in another, uh, you know, another episode. She's a very special and important lady in my life. Some months after I'd sent it out, a lady named Dee called me. She introduced, introduced herself on the phone as Phil Emanuel's manager and said that Phil had heard my CD and was keen to play with the CD, sorry, and was keen to play with me. My first thoughts were to laugh and say, okay, who's trying to take the piss out of me now? But it was genuine. Phil was doing a tour of Southern New South Wales and was keen to have me join him for several dates, opening for his show, and then playing with him during his set. I was beyond excited, but the dates just didn't work out. 
I was committed to a tour with another artist and I wouldn't even be in New South Wales at the time. But Phil and I did talk several times around then and I always found him very encouraging and very keen to chat. One night he was playing by himself in a pub not too far from where I lived at the time, so I went in to see him. He was a world-class guitarist sitting on a stool in a pub playing to maybe six people. When Phil saw me walk in, he called out, told me to grab a stool and come up and sit with him next, next to him on the stage. When he took a break, Phil led me backstage to excitedly show me his new mate in acoustic. He was very keen for me to play it and to let me know what I thought of it. I was nervous playing in front of him. I doubt I played well, but he was enthusiastic and encouraging. I sat next to him on the stage during the second set and we talked between songs and Phil included me in his talk with the people watching. At the end of the night he gave me a big hug and told me how good it was to see me and to see, see um, where I was going with my playing. I caught up with Phil maybe six months after that at a gig but we could only talk for a few minutes. Over the next few years I went through some very big ups and downs both musically and personally. I had the highs of some pretty major recognition as a player from some sectors, the opportunity to play with some very big names, a very brief part endorsement with a major guitar brand, the offer of a recording contract with a label in France, and lots and lots and lots of gigs. One January around that time I played 34 gigs in 28 days. But life is not always as we hope that it will be. I was struggling with a lot of pain and loneliness in my personal life. I may have been around people all the time, but I had very few friends. I was dealing with some major family stuff as well. And some of it that I could do nothing but sit back and accept because it really had nothing to do with me. You know? Some things are beyond our control. I couldn't change what was going on. I had to accept it, but it really took the wind out of me. Life can be beautiful but it can also be very hard. I let the naysayers in. Those who threw, threw about criticisms and insults without ever really knowing much about me, or what I had done musically, or where I'd come from. Big mistake on my behalf. I know now to remove myself from such people, but at that stage I didn't. I don't wish to bring up the family stuff here in any detail. Say to say, suffice to say, sorry, I'm a bit tongue-tied today. Suffice to say that it was very vicious and nasty, and I really took an emotional beating from some of it. Now, for a long time, I had aspirations of being a great instrumentalist. I had a band working at the time, and though 99% of what we played was commercial rock and pop that people could dance to. I would often slip one or two fingerstyle guitar pieces in at the end of the second set. One was always classical gas, so I thought it was a pretty safe bet. It's such a famous piece and a lot of people know it. A lot of people are quite impressed by it too. The other piece I would often play was Tommy Emmanuel's arrangement of Blue Moon. Some people would be amazed when they heard me playing a bass line and a melody and chords and at one stage I used to add percussion to the guitar. Um, then one night as I left the stage I saw the damage I'd done to the top of that particular guitar with hitting on it like a drum and so I don't do that anymore. And so some people would love it and others would tell me to stick the guitar where the sun doesn't shine. 
One night a guy threw a full schooner at me as I played classical gas. I was lucky not to have copped that directly in the face. The violent outburst from this gig that carried on for a few minutes was pretty scary and it left me very upset after the incident. Not long after that I was booked by an agent to play at a restaurant. The guy that booked me really didn't give me much information. He told me just to turn up and play classical and fingerstyle guitar and maybe some fingerstyle jazz that'd be fine, I didn't need to worry about singing. So I, uh, I didn't bother taking a mic, I just took a little amp and, and a guitar. Actually I think I probably took two, probably took a uh, seal string and my jazz guitar. I've never been told to get fucked playing over dinner before, but some hero came up and abused me over and over. He even brought his daughter up to me at one stage. She may have been all of five years old, and he told her to tell me to get fucked as well. With everything I was dealing with, and some things that I'd been through in the past had left me quite tender, I really took what he was saying to heart. He even walked out to the car as I was getting ready to leave that night to tell me yet again I was a worthless piece of shit. Now as I said, I know not to take this stuff on board anymore, but I try not to anyway. Sometimes I still slip back into old habits. But with everything that was going on and the stuff I'd been through, I ended up sitting in my car and crying. A few days later I ended up talking to Phil. Phil told me not to give up. He encouraged me to go to Japan or perhaps Europe to really give it a good crack overseas. Phil said that if I could find a way to use all that negativity, the knockbacks and the pain and put that through the guitar when I was on stage, on stage, I'd be unstoppable. I haven't made it to Japan or Europe as Phil suggested. Maybe one day. It's certainly a plan. I actually stopped playing instrumental music altogether for a while, but I kept playing. Phil's encouraging not to give up and the fact that he thought I was a good player, in fact he thought I was a very good player, was a huge endorsement. I owe Phil a lot from that conversation we had. I don't know if I would have kept going if he hadn't talked to me then. One day a friend messaged me to tell me the bad news. Phil had passed. I cried so much that day. An inspiration, a musical hero, an icon, a world-class player who had some belief in me, who'd shown me some kindness, care and encouragement, was gone. Life is not always kind. People are not always kind either. I'm not always the best at letting things slip by when I get put down or dismissed. I've had a lot of negativity and challenges through my life and old patterns and expectations can be hard to break. Phil, all I can say is thank you for what you gave me at that time and the inspiration that I still have from your playing and from your kindness and generosity in talking to me and wanting to include me in your musical journey. <laughs>